We'll introduce you. Don't worry. Sure, first out. But have sorry. your elevator pitch ready. El- really? No, I'm just kidding. Just be like, hi, I'm Madeline. I'm a realtor and a investor. You're listening to the DC Real Estate Podcast, the podcast where we focus exclusively on all things local to the DMV area. Local investors, local knowledge, local experts. Our journey starts now. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the DC Real Estate Podcast. My name is Russell Brazil. I'm an associate real estate broker with Arla Ad Properties. And my name is Sarah Frank. I'm a realtor licensed in Maryland and DC, also on the district invest team with Russell. And this week we got our good friend, Madeline. Madeline, tell us about yourself. Hey, wow, you guys are really good at this. Um, I'm Madeline Lucier. I am also a realtor with uh, Arla Ad Properties and I'm an investor. Mm-hmm. She's I a own, flipper. She's an I'm Airbnb a flipper, host. Yeah, and um, got some rental properties, long term, short term. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about before we started recording, we're getting into one of your Airbnbs. So let's let's pick up that conversation. Tell us about that well, that the, property. It's again. a good case study yeah. because people always ask what the perfect size Airbnb is. And mm. I'm always like, don't do over two bedrooms. So let's mm. hear it. Well, I mean, the case I bought. I have two. So I have one small one. I bought it as a one bedroom and it has another room in it uh, that was like set up like a closet. But as far as Airbnb is concerned, it's a two bedroom. I put a bed in there. So Um, but that location is prime. It's Mm -hmm. in Old Town, Alexandria, right off of King Street, really small, older people rent it. And it's great doesn't give me any problems. Is it more towards like the east end of King Street where we get into more of the action or more towards like the west end of King Street, like out towards the metro? No, definitely where the action is. Okay. Yeah. So it's right next to a beer garden. It's a walking distance to the Misha's Coffee. Um, It's perfect, perfect, perfect. And, um, but I, I bought another one because someone else had already done a case study. So I thought um, there was, I have a realtor friend of mine who was managing an Airbnb for his client and they had owned it for a while. And he was telling me about it, kind of complaining to me about it. Like we're friends. Mm -hmm. And he said they were making tons of money off of it. It's, a house house, you know, it's got four or five bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, like in a neighborhood. In a neighborhood and on the other side of Alexandria City. So like more in the Lincolnia area. Mm-hmm. So not really in the old town district. So like in the area where you can legally do the Airbnb. Yes, exactly. Okay. Which is Alexandria City. City. Yes. Not to be confused with Alexandria or Fairfax County. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, still in the city and he was telling me about it um, and he used the words cash cow Mm -hmm. and that's all I needed to hear. That's I heard the words cash cow and I went for it. He was saying that this Airbnb that he was managing was making basically $10,000 a month. And so 
I looked it up. I I researched it, and I did the R and D method: rip off and duplicate. So I've never heard that before. I like that. <laughs> so I ripped it off and duplicated it. Bought one right away. I was looking in the city. Uh, four bedroom. So I bought a four bedroom, seven eighty five. Um. And I just thought, well, and I have a partner on this, by the way, Lauren Colossus. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's my business partner on some flips and with both the Airbnbs. So we dual own them. And so I brought her there. It took me like two weeks just to bring her to the house, to show it to her. And I just told her that it was going to be a cash cow. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and it has really not gone that way so much but because people it's a bigger house five bedrooms Mm -hmm. and it has a really nice open floor plan but people want to party there they want to party and especially we're only on airbnb as of right now and look we've only had this house running for like two months okay so very new yeah this is a very new experiment right Mm -hmm. but People want to party for sure. So you've had partying problems? There? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's been trashed. Um, how many so, How many people you know, have, have booked at the party all. in it? Well, we've only had one time that it's been trashed, but okay. also we've only owned it for two months. Yeah. Right. So that's, and then we do get a lot of, messages asking if they can book it for a party so they want to and it's they even want to like quote unquote tour the venue they're like oh can <laughs> oh, we tour the gosh. venue it's like what i'm not a party planner it's an airbnb you know yeah. and they want to do uh so i did a two night minimum stay mm-hmm. um and raised the price for to just to stay over the weekend because I was getting one nights and I don't I don't want that especially that size house. And so two night minimum stays and I mean it hasn't So when it was trash how how bad was it trashed? Just was my, there like uh, it, it it wasn't Was there baggies of cocaine laying around <laughs> everywhere? No, or? no. Okay. Um but the cleaning ladies said that that it, it was trash and sent me some pictures and um not too bad nothing that well, like them not like holes in the walls yeah. or anything like that but we did it does cost a lot of money to furnish an airbnb mm-hmm. especially at that size it it was like a, we spent about 10,000 uh, yeah. furnishing it i'm sorry that's all you spent furnishing a four bedroom house yeah. well i mean we got a lot of good deals we went to mm-hmm. ikea you know i got a lot of things on wayfair I mean, we're both realtors, so. Yeah, you're crafty. Yeah, we worked it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put your kids, I saw you were making your kids do free labor, so <laughs> that's smart. Yeah, helping with the toy area. Have so you, this one's not going that great so far. It's not going that great so far, but But you're we, still early in the process on it. We're early in the process, and then also we're, also, we're only on Airbnb, so we need to be we need to add it on to Verbo, and we have put our listing on Furnished Finder, and we have gotten some interest there, but they want long-term stays, 
30 days plus, which I I, I personally want to completely pivot to that. Yes. I want to get off Airbnb and do 30 days but midterm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on this on this particular house. Um because it's just not worth the trouble. Mm-hmm. But with the bookings that we have on Airbnb, we have too many bookings to mm-hmm. give like a full 30-day stay. But yeah. I think that that's but you could choose the a route that we're going. In the future and say, Correct. That's February first yeah. onward. I'm going to try right. to pivot exactly to this. Exactly what and I had to do too. I had to shut it down and just like roll the dice and say, this is the date that I will start allowing the 30 days. But then you have to honor the existing bookings. Yeah. How well, far I out can do you lose, have them? We can lose our super host status for canceling bookings on guests. Yeah. But I, I told Lauren that I would be willing to cancel the bookings that we have to get. Mm-hmm. A more midterm stay, but we can kind of we're in the process, yeah. you know. Have yeah. you joined a lot of the Facebook groups too? No, I would definitely. That's because there's no fees. No, I'm just straight winging it. Yeah, girl. The Facebook groups are great. <laughs> I like them. I don't even really use Airbnb for the longer term nurses because first of all, they get sticker shock when they see all the fees and cleaning and all that stuff. For just, sure. I could just throw out a number on Facebook. They're like, yeah, that's fine. Do you have a lot of people reach out to you and ask you to go off of Airbnb, like the platform? Yeah, but the way that they have it set up now is you can't give them your contact information. Right. You can't even, I, I'm i not gonna even gonna say this, like I'll tell you later, I have mm-hmm. like a workaround, but they'll kick you off Airbnb for doing that. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you have to be like, find me on FB. Like, uh, this is my name on FB. Yeah. And then I'll show you my posting on Facebook. Well, it just sketches me out. I just feel like they're going to get into the house and then never leave. <laughs> well, I mean, you have a lease. You have a right two lease. nights? Oh, oh Airbnb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that person in California had that problem, right? That's right. Yeah, that we've yeah. all seen. Right. They've been there a year. I would year make and a half. the horror stories. I would, she would too, just make their life a living. Hell, yeah. yeah. I'd move in with them. I'd be like, all Go right, break you're not leaving. Means, you we'll know, be roommates. Do what you got to do. Well, uh, I think I, I read the story of um, this guy who couldn't get rid of a squatter in, her se- in his house. So what he did was he waited till they left to, you know, go to the store or whatever. And then he broke in and started squatting in his own house and, uh, you know, had his gun on his hip. And, right. Uh, that got rid of the squatters. Hey. Police came and he just admitted like, yeah, I'm squatting in this house. They were squatting too. Police were like, yep, nothing we can do. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so avoid that. But luckily with the nurses and stuff, they're already background checked to an extent. Like, they have to be background checked to work in a hospital. Right. They're great. And even government employees, because that's mostly, I feel like, who you would have versus travel nurses in Alexandria is Pentagon employees or, you know. State Department employees. State Department there for, like, a contract period. Right. But the the travel and nurse Facebook group is great because, like, Mm -hmm. you can kind of quickly see, like, are they who they say that they are? Mm-hmm. Um, so no one's booking under false pretenses. I've heard a lot about the – a lot of investors talk about this traveling nurse phenomena. Yeah. I have never actually encountered one. Well, in Baltimore, <laughs> it's in so the wild. strong because we're all hospitals. Like that's the number I one see. employer. Okay. Versus gov- be more government employees where you are. But it's not to say that the demand isn't strong. The Facebook page, like the Gypsy Nurse, is the one I use. Mm. It's pretty. That's how I book most. But honestly, the girls I have now, they found me through Instagram. Yeah, and you're big on Instagram. Nice. Yeah, there's more people than you think that want to do a midterm rental, especially DC. If they don't have a car, they don't want to. Well, they'd have to have a car where you are in that house. But 
They don't have to worry about furnishing. Well, on Furnish Finder, the the people that reached out to us were companies, basically insurance companies that have clients that need a house to stay at because something happened to their house, a fire, a flood, however. And I mean, Lauren told them 9000 They'll pay that. And they said, yeah, that fits into our budget just fine. So about seven and or- so I was like, yes, honey. About seven or eight years ago, I had one of my rentals up for rent, and I think it was at like 2500 or so. Mm-hmm. And someone whose house had um, caught on fire who needed to, the insurance company called us, and I think they paid like, so I think it was list for like a 2500 and like I think they paid like thirty six or 3700 The only caveat was they didn't know the exact amount of time that the person would be renting. So they said, mm. we think it'll be six months, but we don't know. So would you... So we had to leave the lease open-ended, but we got a huge premium for it. So I th- right. I think it's a really cool thing when when possible. For sure. And that is definitely what I would like to pivot to. Um, but I think since it was so new to Airbnb and our other townhouse, this one's a house, the big one, yeah. but our, our row home in Old Town was doing so well on Airbnb that I... We, I think Lauren thought that it would do better than it's doing. And so, so the she one kinda, that's doing good, what do you think the fundamental difference is? Is it the, the location? Fact location? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So short term. So in your opinion, you think short term rentals are going to work better when you're close to restaurants and bars? Prime location. Amenities. Absolutely. Yeah. Quick and Uber then, from the airport. And then it's a weird in-between. Well, mine is not a weird in-between. I sleep up to 10. I could probably sleep 12. Mm. The house sleeps like 10 to 12. My old town house sleeps for, I mean, maximum. Mm. So really it's couples, that older couples generally that are staying there. Um, And with the other house, it's families. I mean, I have had... Uh, like couples with kids stay for, you know, 10 days or however. And that's great. But that's not my only clientele. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about what the numbers look like on the Old Town one. Sure. What um what did you purchase that for? Yeah. So uh, we bought it last year in the wintertime, like December. Um, Best time of wow, the year to, to make a purchase. So good, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. definitely. It was great. It came back on the market from a from a home inspection. They didn't want to move forward. Um, five twenty five. I paid five twenty five wow. for like it, which is price, insane yeah. because, and it's not a condo. Yeah. It's a townhouse. Um, and it has like a little patio. It's perfect. I can't believe I got that price because I have a search set up for other like row homes in in that area. Mm-hmm. And you you can't get one for under seven hundred. You can't. No. No. I mean, five twenty five. Uh, yeah. The lot of land. Love it. The land is probably worth four four twenty five alone. Yeah. yeah. So it was exactly that time where. Rates were going up and I mean, there's been some scary periods in the market in the last, you know, what, well, last year winter, and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Rates were going up and then things were Last winter scary. was our first winter 
since COVID started where we started going back into the normal yearly cycle, right? So the several winters before that, there was no market slowdown like they're supposed to be in the winter. Yeah. And so last winter, last late fall, everyone was super scared because the market, they thought, everyone thought it was collapsing, but no, it was just a return to normalcy, right? Mm -hmm. Less buyers out, less inventory, things sitting longer, people Mm -hmm. getting scared of inspections combined with the rising interest rates. It was a lot of fear a year ago. Yeah. So Lauren had sent it to me. She went to take a look at it just for funsies, just looking Mm -hmm. around. Um, And she is definitely... uh, what's the word, you know? More conservative. More conservative. Yes, yeah, for sure. So I have a very high risk tolerance. I'm just ready to do anything. Um, And she's more looking at the numbers, wants to see a spreadsheet uh, type of personality, which works great in a partnership. Um, But she went to go see it. And then I went to go take a look at it. And I just thought it was perfect. And I just said, let's do it. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've really got to bring the energy for her to agree to it, you know, but uh, she did. And we, we bought it. So what's your payment on that look like roughly? The payment on that one, shoot. I think it's 36. And what would you estimate on average? And I know it's kind of hard because it changes month to month. What what would you say your average gross rent per month is? So that Airbnb makes about about average like 1,800 a month, like profit. Profit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Profit. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Which is really good. How many hours do you think you're spending on managing it? Well, Lauren is the one that manages it. <laughs> Poor Lauren. Lauren's like, didn't want to buy it. I'm not it. good no, at talking just... to people. I'm like, because I don't uh, care too much about being super accommodating. You know, like, park on the street, figure it out. You know, and Lauren, um, Lauren's like, she just is nice and accommodating. Go around and the corner and park right here. Lauren's the reason. She's standing in front of the spot. Yeah. Has a cone. Um, she's nice and accommodating and she's the customer service end of this arrangement. She's the reason the business is doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we wouldn't have bought it if it wasn't for, you know, my, my push on it. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a good partnership for sure. And you have like regular, your regular cleaners that go in in between stays. Yeah. Same cleaners that have been, that I've been working with, um, for the last like five years, they clean my personal home, all my listings. And I I just asked her if she was interested in taking it on. They also, she takes the laundry with her home because the washer and dryer is a stack unit in there. It's pretty small. She would have to wait for the full cycle. So she just goes, cleans it, takes the laundry home. It works really well. Okay. So you just have like the two sets of linens switch. Yeah, we have extra ones, a couple of extra sets under the bed. She just pulls them out, puts the new ones on, takes the laundry. And what do they yeah. charge to turn the unit over? Um, we pay about one twenty. Oh, Ooh. that's nothing. That's so cheap. Yeah. yeah. I, well, it's really small. Right. It's yeah. very, very small. Right. And it so 
it was originally one bedroom, but you kind of yeah, shoved another bedroom in there. For right. Nice. I, I mean, it's the size of a closet, but there is a full size bed in there, but yeah. it's just the bed, a tiny dresser, a little teeny tiny closet. And then there is a window in there. Um, So it's. It's a bedroom. Yeah, yeah. for Come Airbnb. On. You can it's sleep fine. in there. Yeah. Right. I've you... slept in some real ratchet Airbnbs. <laughs> so right. Yeah. A bed is nice to have. We considered <laughs> putting a bunk bed in there, but it just it's too small of, of a place. And you're not marketing to... towards kids, people with kids anyway. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. c- you could bring a kid there, like if it's sure. a couple and they have a kid or speaking they, of they small places, Sarah said an Airbnb in Istanbul, I think, right? And You'd forgotten to check to see if it had air conditioning. So every, There's a lot of places in oh Europe no. don't have air conditioning. Every time I go, I forget that it's not, it's assumed in America, right, that you're going to have it. Yeah. But it's just not the case, especially in a city as old as Istanbul. Yeah, and it was a, so was there a window years. unit or was it just hot? There was one. So it was a huge, like, penthouse corner unit and, like, the sun's Bacon in through the window. It was oh, I mean, the view was yeah. incredible. And it was like August or July, right? I mean, like, I took pictures. Yeah, like the view was amazing. It ended up being worth it. And at night, we literally it was me and two glowing. of my girlfriends. Oh, glowing is we were like eight <laughs> steps past glowing. We were melting, but we literally dragged our mattresses into the living room and just opened up the huge window and just literally slept in the living room. Oh wow! And it was actually beautiful and like you could hear the mm. seagulls and the 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 river. Um, so, so until we, one flies in. Oh, and it was a, a five story walk up elevator oh. to work it said elevator in the description but the elevator was like non-operational but we figured out that you could open the elevator it just wouldn't take you anywhere so we would literally have we would take turns <laughs> one person would stand in the elevator and then one person would walk all the way up and press the call button and it would call the elevator up whether you were in it or not so one person poor person had to walk every time uh. and our friend Mallory's really in shape so we made her do it every time <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, make sure it has the amenities that you want. Right. Right. It, it does have air. Both my Airbnbs have air conditioning. Yes. Now, you get some. All um, my units do. Yeah. You get long-term rentals, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are those at? Yeah. So, I have three right now. And then I'm working on turning my current primary into one. Um, I, t- I have two in Maryland. Maryland, it's a cheaper market. It's uh, where I got started in my flipping and uh, I bought my first couple of rentals there. So I have one townhouse in Glen Arden um, and I have a, I, I bought a townhouse in Silver Spring, Maryland. And then I have a single family in Rose Hill, Alexandria, like the Rose Hill area. That one's great. And they have all been... Uh, like the Burr strategy, basically. I buy them, fully rehab them, mm-hmm. not flip level on materials, but flip level as far as doing everything. Like windows, yeah. the roof, the kitchen, the bathroom, yeah, so you're basically putting in like everything. Flooring. Granted, in the kitchens for yeah, rental, not when quartz. a flip, we would be putting quartz. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have that one in Rose Hill. And then my primary residence that I bought in 2020, we just bought a new house that we're moving into on Wednesday and two days from now. And this was originally supposed to be a flip. flip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which one? Both were. It was a foster sale. (laughs) 
Both of them were, both my primary residences. So uh, the current house we live in, in Alexandria, I did go to see it. It was supposed to be a flip and I just loved it. It was perfect. Loved the location. It got 61 offers. Um, it was a sh- it was listed as a short sale. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it got sixty one offers, which is more than I think I've ever seen. And I'm a realtor, like in my you know nine year career, mm-hmm. I've never seen that many. Uh, but mo- pretty much all investors, right? Everyone You're not going to see yeah. a- a- exactly because I mean it was in horrible, horrible condition. Yeah. Um, I paid ninety six thousand uh, over asking for it happily. And it's done me really well. And I'm trying to turn that into my fourth long-term rental right now. The mortgage, I bought it in 2020. So interest rate, 2.6. It's great. Uh, so what's your mortgage payment on that 2500 And you're going to mm-hmm. rent it out for 4500 ish 4500 ish yes. <laughs> Working on that. I'm asking for 4500 It is in very, very, very good condition. Yeah. Top of the line. You know, you fix up a house way different when it's your own, when yeah. you're going to live there. Um, and so 4500 is what I'm asking for. I listed it this weekend. And I got three applications. A couple were sight unseen. And they, things have changed. Or actually, let me be honest. My husband, he said, oh, we got, they they just said 45, no problem. Didn't even see the house. Um, You should be asking for more. You should, you should be, uh, you, you, you should try to get more money, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So I got greedy. That's the problem. That's what happened is that I got greedy and asked for more than I should have. And then the tenants and scared people off. And so now I'm screwed because I have basically no applications now. So I've learned my lesson, first of all. you don't know, be don't be greedy and don't listen to your husband for real estate yep. advice. He's mad because you're, <laughs> you're displacing him. <laughs> but when it gets rented, if it gets rented for forty five hundred, then two I'll make a two thousand dollar delta. That's Insane. awesome. Insane. Insane. And, and important to note, you didn't just buy this house. And you could rent it out for two grand over what it costs to Absolutely pay for it. Absolutely not. Huge renovation involved. And, Huge. Yeah. yeah. 150000 yeah. you know, over. But also, I bought it as a primary residence. Yeah. And I did know that we weren't going to live there forever, um, that we were going to move at some point, and that I wanted to turn it into a rental. It was always the plan. Yeah. I've always had that mindset. And uh, so let's flip over to your other uh, couple of rentals because they're not $4,500 a month rentals. No. <laughs> okay. And so, you've been having some trouble with the Silver Spring one, oh, right? Oh, man. Killing me. Yeah, that with one. With vacancy? No, with my tenant not paying his rent. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. So um, my Glen Arden house is great. They, the the mortgage is, I bought it for like 200, 208, you know, but I, I spend a lot of money to fix them up, 60 mm-hmm. to 80,000 yeah. to fix these up. So I'm, I'm. So you're really into that one for 275, 280, 290, right, somewhere around Right, exactly. There. I mean, I'm spending a hundred grand to make 
$500 a month, basically. But that's how rentals work around here, honey. Um, You have to pay for your cash flow. But I'm also getting appreciation and it's a good play. Um, But the mortgage there, it's about Mm $1,300, almost $1,400 probably with the HOA. And I get $2,000 a month. And the girls that live there, they have been there for two years. I've only had one tenant ever there. Um, and yeah, they pay their rent. It's great. My Silver Spring house, I bought it for three twenty five. Again, large what part renovation. Of Silver Springs is in. Uh, what part is it in? Aspen Hill. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's in Aspen Hill. So nice townhouse, community, multiple pools. Great. I paid three twenty five for it. Full renovation. Probably spent you know, 80,000. The payment on that is 2300 and I get 2800 Okay. But, you know, I don't, I don't always get 2800 (laughs) because (laughs) he, I mean, you know, they pay their rent late, very late. I mean, the 27th of the month, kind of late. And it just very slowly, slowly got out of control. And I'm a wuss, so I have not really done anything about it. Um, I have not done a failure to pay. or he, You know, here's the thing. is like he pays every month, so I let it go because he pays every month. Mm-hmm. So I'm still in an okay position, right? Mm-hmm. If he... But it has gotten a little more out of control and like he did skip a month. I let him. I, and that's how it starts. They're yeah, a little late. Yeah. Then they're a little mm-hmm. more. Then they're a month right. behind. Then they're two months behind. And so. then he had uh, like a family uh, tragedy. And so when he first rented the house. Isn't it amazing that all of these tenants though, <laughs> oh, here we don't go. know, they don't know each other. They all have these family <laughs> tragedies at these. I knew he was going to say something like that. Parts yeah, in time. yeah, yeah. So, um, and so whether he did or he didn't, however, yeah. But when he rented the house, I had met, I got many applications mm-hmm. on it. And so he paid first month's, last month's, and security deposit. So instead of like letting him get like too far behind, like, he told me he had this issue. And I said, look, uh, when you started your lease, you paid first month's, last month's, and security deposit. Why don't I be, you know, a good landlord and I will let you apply your last month's rent to this month, yeah. you know, and then just get caught up for next month. Like, just mm-hmm. get caught up. Pay on the first, please, please, please. Um, <laughs> of yeah. course, he didn't. <laughs> of course, because they never do. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's not like I was coming out of pocket because he yeah. did pay the last month's you rent. You had the rent. So it's there. not yeah. that bad. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I keep telling myself. Like, it's not that bad. He is paying anyways for now. And we're in communication. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important yeah. is that if the tenant is communicating with you, you're in a good place. He's like, trying. He talks to me. Yeah. He's trying. He texts me. If if your tenant ghosts you, 
you're screwed. Bad yep. things are coming. You are screwed, yeah. dude. <laughs> you are not getting any money. And as a tenant, being <laughs> communicative is in your best interest because then if he does miss a month, you're way more like likely to work with him and yeah. work out a payment plan. So people get wrong is because I think there's a lot of shame too from the tenant's perspective about mm-hmm. not having the money. And so they isolate and they want to not talk. But your landlord is a lot more likely to work with you and try to work something right. out. Especially if you're like, a landlord like me who's I'm managing my own properties. Yeah. If the if it was a property manager, an apartment build, building, something like that, they're not working with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although I will say with the ghosting, you saying that's bad. The last couple of times I've been ghosted is uh-huh. because the tenant just disappeared and moved out. And <laughs> so I go and knock on the door and no one answers. I go You're in. You're going to knock on the door, Russell? So if they're ghosting me, right? If I haven't really? got, if I haven't gotten rent. Okay. And they're ghosting. How long do you wait until you're going to knock on the door? So usually around the 15th or so. Yeah. I mean, that's soon. Yeah. Um, but if if their rent's due on the first, okay, and Montgomery County it's not late till the tenth, but the other counties it's right. the fifth, right? And it's the fifteenth if they've ghosted and I haven't heard anything from them. Now we're halfway to the next month, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the last couple times I've gone to the property to check on them, yeah, they were just gone. <laughs> yeah, wow. and if they're there, you phrase it. I'm like, this is a welfare check. Yeah, just want to make sure you're not you didn't fall okay. in the bathtub or something, right? And then yeah. if they get nasty, they get nasty. But I feel like if you go into it saying it's like something. Yeah. Well I mean, they're usually not. Yeah. They, even if they haven't moved out, they're not there because right, they're at work. Um, yeah. But I'm able to go in and see like, all right, they haven't moved out and like yeah. abandoned the property. Yeah. Um, but even but when if they, they have, that's great. Even <laughs> when they do abandon the property, though, I still go through the failure to pay rent for them. Um, okay. Because – I can't send them to collections for the rent that they don't have unless I get a judgment from the court. Mm-hmm. And I can't get a judgment unless I've legally taken possession through eviction. And have they taken all of their belongings? There, there's always like, something. There's right. always some stuff left behind. Yeah, um, yeah. But like it's clear like, all right, there's no couch. It's clear. There's no bed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes and it's then a desk you're allowed to take over the property from there if that happens. So technically, you're supposed yeah, to get the right. So what does okay. what does eviction do? It actually gives you the right back to the premises. Um, mm-hmm. I take control of the premises if they're gone, right? right? Um, but but you you are supposed to go through the eviction process mm-hmm. to get legal you know claim back to the premises. So what happens okay. if they show up again? They're like, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why you evict. So now they, because the sheriff. You're, so you're still, still going, going through, through the eviction, eviction process, yeah, so then even they after come you the take notice over on the, the door. Then they don't. They don't show up to court, and mm-hmm. you win by default. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Because the the court summons are getting sent to that address. Right. Presumably, they are not. Right. Yeah. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I like when I like the ghosting if it's a problem tenant because now they just solve my headache. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but yeah. going through a real eviction, like when they're still there, that's 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 always terrible. Mm-hmm. I have not in my my investing career with the long term rentals mm-hmm. has been pretty short. I mean, I only bought my first one, uh, you know, two years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So I've collected all of my long term, short term rentals within the last um, few years. Uh, and so I have not gone through an eviction process so far, so far. 
They're not fun. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but yeah, I do. So he's communicating with me. It's it's not great, but at least he pays at some point. I don't. I I hate to ask him um, to pay like I'm his mom or something. It's annoying. But you know, I mean, I just I just try to keep communication open. And and to note for our listeners, this is not like some C or D class area so, oh yeah, yeah no b, b plus class area definitely yeah. yeah it's a nice area yeah. um and they uh, all my long-term tenants too they have large dogs so he has like a pit bull and then he has like another dog um which it would be difficult for him to find another rental mm-hmm. and i i like accepting large dogs because first of all i set the property up for it i replace all the flooring with lvp typically luxury vinyl plank which is like scratch resistant water resistant it's great um so i do all the flooring in that because i prepare for the for damage and uh people with big dogs they stay longer Mm -hmm. they'll pay a little bit more they're kind of like more grateful that you Mm-hmm. Especially the, to them, pit bulls especially, especially the pit bulls. Yeah. So the pit I bulls, love, yeah, yeah. I love tenants with pit bulls. They never move because they don't get accepted anywhere. And yeah, we know that pit bulls are not bad them. dogs. They're just they look scary, so people are scared of them. So they won't get accepted yeah, into apartment. They can comp- be scary. They can be, but it's mostly nurture <laughs> versus I have, nature. I have some tenants over in Aspen Hill, uh, ah. and they have a pit bull and. I think they've been my tenants for like eight years now. No way. And mul- Amazing. multiple times during living there, they've given me like notice, not formal notice, but they're like, we're going to start looking for a new place to live. And then like, <laughs> good luck. Af- after like 60 days, this has happened twice now. They're like, we can't find anyone that'll take, that'll let us take the dog. <laughs> and um, they just have one. Yeah. And they just have one, wow. but it's a yeah. pitbull. And so like, right. Nobody wants yeah. it. Well, I have another other- rental actually over in Aspen Hill too, um, where the, not the current tenant, but the tenant before them um, had dogs. I think he had two and it was a big half acre lot property. And um, he's like, do you care if I put up a fence? Mm. I was like, knock yourself out. So like, cause he was a contractor in the trucking company. And so he put up a fence that would have cost like I don't know, twelve thousand dollars, maybe. Twelve thousand, really? Yeah, it I was mean, a privacy. Yeah, like it's big Six privacy foot. fence wow. around a half acre lot. Like, just because he wanted to rent a, you know, place with a big yard and have Fantastic. a place for his dogs, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was like, awesome, that was great. <laughs> Didn't cost me anything. Yeah, I mean, and while well, my Rose Hill house, it's in Alexandria. I bought it from like my friends grandmother uh fixed it up probably spent 80 and it has a big fenced in backyard so i knew that that was going to be a dog house which it is of course they have a dog i've been very good to the dog community (laughs) (laughs) you're not a dog person no no but like they're fine you know yeah well and in my current house my primary residence I that I'm renting out currently that I'm looking for a tenant for I got I I put it out as coming soon Mm -hmm. and I got an application 
right away, like sight unseen, incoming soon. But they had two big dogs, a mm. Doberman and a Golden Retriever. Mm-hmm. And I just, I've been way too emotional about like my this property. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got real hardwood floors, like mm-hmm. they're hickory. It's got, there's like carpet upstairs. So I was just thinking about the hair, the dog smell, the scratching of the floors. And you know, I just didn't want to accept it pre-market mm-hmm. when it's like they've got these two big dogs. And I thought to myself, like, I've run into all these other dog people. Like, Where it's not that live? I'm not. It's not that I am bad to dogs, but just this particular case. Do you they know? live like locally now? That that couple? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think so. Yeah. You should do a home visit. Just ask if you can go look at the how they live. I... I have you ever actually done that? I mean, Dr. Joe, he he talks about that, right? Mm. But that's wild. Just ask. I mean, that's worst thing wild. can say is no. Be like, just be honest. This is my concern. This, you know, I used to live here. Like, would you mind if I came and just like saw? Well, it's over now because right, yeah. they decided to buy instead. Oh. <laughs> I do think that's wild that Joe does that. So wild, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, personally, I'm a lady. I'm a little lady. I can't be going to people's houses right. by myself. I mean, but to, of course, contact the previous landlord, I think, is a big, big deal. Well, you, you Section can, Eight's different too. So I helped our friend Jeremy find a tenant because he's out of state for his Capitol Hill Section Eight property, and I did the home visit for this really sweet lady, and she was more than happy to let me see her home because hmm. there's such little good quality inventory for section eight she had single mom two kids yeah. like she needed to get a new place that was big enough for and them. this was your place no section my friend jared oh place. i see yeah, okay capitol hill and she was more than happy she was like yeah come on over and i went and it was fine she had a dog dog was fine house was clean enough like mm. it's like yeah but she i think the attitude is just different for that for like dr joe's type of right because yeah, it's that's like the, very interesting they really are competing against a lot of other applicants to get those properties so they're fine with whatever they got to do yeah so let's talk about this you've mentioned that you've renovated um all of your rentals highly yeah. renovated right mm-hmm. and so that kind of pivots into and the reason that's super easy for you is because really the primary thing you do in investing is your flipper Right. Yeah, that's where I your, started as a flipper. That's yeah. where your passion mm-hmm. kind of is. So tell us, tell us about and that. And how you fundraise. I love how you fundraise. It's like my favorite thing. What? Just... How you raise. So actually, we're going to cut it off there. And next week, we're going to talk about Madeline's flipping business and her sales business. So uh, the conversation went really long. Hope you guys enjoyed the first part of this. And we'll see you next week for the second part. Thanks for listening to the DC Real Estate Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to contact the hosts, reach out to them at info at dcrealestatepodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you access your podcasts.